Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming up on TMS, I bless the rain down in Anaheim. No Batman's allowed. Gary of the Planet Lantronics. International house of garbage pancakes. I spent most of the time looking at my crotch. Rain that pill. I'm glad no one brought a black light. Peanut asparagus substitutionary locomotion. Got the diarrhea this morning. All the hot sauces, all the hot sauces. Me, Lawrence Fishburne, and 98 randos. Oogie boogie shaming. Going long with Boner X and Dan. Rolling a D23 with Stephen and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hello, it's me again. I'm in the bathroom sitting on the pot right now. I got diarrhea this morning. I need me a woman to help me out. So bad, it's unreal. Goodbye. Products, 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 product, products, products, products. This is the morning stream. It's just what the doctor ordered. Good morning, everybody. Everybody, everybody. Let me pronounce everybody. that. Everybody. It's uh, Monday, September 12th, 2022. It's the morning stream. TMS. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hi, Brian. Welcome back from California. Ah, oh, thank you. It's so good to be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. It never rains in Southern California, I heard, but then it did while you were there. Lies. What did you do? What did you do? You Lies. Went. Oh, man. I heard this from Tom first. He says, oh, it's raining outside. This never happens. Yeah, I went, it, was, it was raining hard, too. Like, we walked, uh, we had dinner with Ashley and Jason, uh, Ashley Robinson, Jason Inman of Jupiter Jet and mm-hmm. uh, Red Shirt Diaries fame. Sure. And, um, uh, it was sprinkling when we got there. I'm like, yeah, you know, it might might uh, be fine. We don't need to take a lift back. Sure enough, we get outside. It's kind of, you know, kind of light. Um, and we only had maybe about a quarter mile, half mile walk to our hotel. By the time we got there, we were soaked. It, mm-hmm. it had, like, started coming down heavier and heavier uh, along the way. But, yeah, uh, and I assume that means some good general humidity for the rest of the time because uh, for sure it was it was already muggy and um after the two days of rain or two evenings of rain it was like oh this is just uh yeah this is just because that rain's got to go somewhere man it can't just sit there it's got to evaporate <laughs> right. and soak into your soul just hang in the air although you know uh still it was it was a lovely time got to see uh, gary Form uh, of the planet Lantronics, mm. uh, Batuan of the month for the month of uh, August. By the way, mm. very nice. 
Yes. Well done. He's, he, he is beloved there in Batu, in yeah. the off-world um, Black Spire Outpost. He's kind of alien-like. Uh, it fits well, I've always thought. I thought. I thought. I always felt like Gary had an alien quality to him, you know? <laughs> Just a little bit. Kind of, yeah. I think it's like the perfect role. Yeah. Uh, the perfect uh, scoundrel role for him. Why not? Um, walking around teaching people how to play sabak and... Uh, uh, guiding people in the ways of the forest, that sort of thing. I uh, got to see Randy Jordan. Mm. We had breakfast in nice. a diner where the, uh, the the woman who served us easily could have had a cigarette dangling from her mouth if you know if that were allowed in restaurants in uh, in California. But nope. Nice. Uh, was this like roadside? Like, tell me more. I love these kind of. Places. Oh, it was uh, the original Pancake House, and judging by the look of it, it looked like it could have been the original original Pancake House. Yeah. Um, awesome. it was, uh, uh, although Randy says he thinks the first one might've been in Seattle, but, um, it, you know, it, it was a, it was a good little diner. I think there, there are a couple here in Colorado. There are a couple in other parts of the country now, but it started out, um, on the West coast, uh, decent pancakes. Maybe, maybe, uh, if Depars is the 10, these guys are maybe an eight. It's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. That's I was going to say, uh, I thought you were going to land in the four or five range, but eight's pretty good. No. No, you know when you've got Pancake House in your name, yeah. well, I was going to say that you, you you automatically succeed, but the International House of Pancakes has has garbage pancakes, so yeah. I can't really I can't really use that. Uh, that They've never. So. I, that's true. When I go to IHOP, um, any any iteration of IHOP, the pancakes are always bad. So yeah, I don't know why. They're just they're, they're oh, there chalky. We go. Portland, Oregon. Thank you, AV Tech John. So oh, the original course. Pancake House was formed in Portland, Oregon. Of course, freaking Portland with all their hipster freaking. We did it first. Bullshit, you guys out there, you guys. Yeah, it is funny though. I mean, you open a restaurant. Was it was it called the original Pancake House when they opened the first one? It probably wasn't, right? It was called the Pancake just House. The Pancake House, yeah, because they didn't. Know. And then IHOP probably came out and they said, "Oh, we need to change our name to the original Pancake House." But then you open other locations only your first one is the original pancake house that's right (laughs) you you can only from then on be the second the third the fourth whatever right exactly yeah Yeah. Uh, that naming it's like calling something the new super mario brothers you there's no there's nowhere to go from there you've locked yourself i completely agree i do like a good diner though i don't care even sometimes if the food's bad there's something about the experience that i always glom onto i love it for sure that's great and um uh, every everywhere we went, um, every place we had breakfast, uh, California, Southern California, anyway, is on point for having a bazillion hot sauces on the table to choose from to dump onto your eggs, mm-hmm. which I love. Just yeah. keep that, keep that magic happening. Yeah, you don't want just one; you want all of them. Okay? I want all the hot sauces. Yeah. Bring me all the hot sauces you have. <laughs> um, I don't think you heard me, son. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Son, I don't think you heard me. Bring me all the bacon and eggs you have. Uh, so, uh, got to hang out in the aforementioned Ashley and Jason, who are just awesome people. They're just so cool, and and they're great. Getting a chance to talk to them, and yep, the fresh, uh, just, the fresh faced nerds of Hollywood. I love them. They really they're are. Amazing. They're like king and queen of the prom. Those yep. two, I swear. Yep. Um, all right, let's talk panels because the first thing I got asked when I logged in uh, to chat this morning was. Did you get into Hall H for the Marvel uh, presentation? And let me tell you, so that was Saturday morning, yeah. early, early Saturday morning. Yeah. Got up early and got uh, uh, shuffled down into the uh, the waiting queue. 
and moved into uh, the big hall where uh, celebrities came out on stage. However, they were the celebrities from National Geographic's uh, Critter Fixers, uh, Dr. Paul veterinarian oh, and, uh, uh, and animal kingdom veterinarians so <laughs> oh. which you know no shame no shade those guys no, are great but those guys are great you know what uh that was actually a really cool panel because i'll bet you the marvel panel didn't have people bring out live ferrets uh snakes uh a fuzzy armadillo which i'd never seen before Mm-mm. and uh nice um, so that was kind of cool they also had me sitting in the third row of the audience with my uh phone looking stealthily down in my lap watching the live blog of the marvel <laughs> announcements <laughs> i was gonna say you would still even if you're in there you're still gonna find a way to like tap into the thing you meant to be I'm like, in. if yeah. i would have had my airpods with me at the um at the event, it seriously would have been. I would have been the guy sitting there in church watching the Packers game. Basically, that's great. That's freaking great. Were you able to follow it pretty well? I guess you probably totally. Could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was um, uh, it was great. Kind of watching all that stuff get announced, and then basically, you know, we got back to the hotel room. I watched all the teaser trailers, and um, uh, you know, all right. So I didn't get to see tom hiddleston come out and 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 brush past you with whatever amazing cologne he'd be wearing and that sort of exactly or sophie uh you know uh uh, she loki (laughs) i call her shloki can we call her shloki yeah shloki um uh, i guess her name is sophie is her name on the show right so getting the uh sophia sophia i know the actress name is sophie lokia i don't know yeah, Lakia. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, it would have been nice to be in that hall and get to see everything there. Now, I will say this. Um, one of the panels that we did get accepted into was uh, for a new Marvel property animated series called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which is um, a couple of newer characters that they've introduced. Um, teenage uh, African-American superhero who is as smart as uh, Tony Stark um uh and so it's this animated series we watched it with none other than Lawrence Fishburne who's the executive producer on the show um in in a room that maybe held 100 people mm. Uh, much a... smaller than the 7,500 people in Hall H. Yeah. So, so there is that. Wow, Fishburne <laughs> commanding a quite the little audience there. That's awesome. He really was. Yeah. And then they brought out the rest of the cast. Sadly, uh. I definitely heard Allison Brie in they what they let us watch the entire first episode, which doesn't come out till September twenty twenty three. They took away our phones so we couldn't record any of it or take pictures or anything like that. And um uh uh so I, I and they also said no spoilers, but you can talk about watching it, you can talk about if you enjoy it or not. And I did it. We did enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Very into the Spider-Verse meets Powerpuff Girls in the animation style. Oh like a lot of, um, you know, the characters, um, you know, words coming out of the characters, uh, uh, actions and reactions, not just what they're saying, but like also, you know, like, like you get emojis and stuff when somebody reacts to something and speaking uh, Carter's language. I don't know if she's in the chat today, but that sounds like her jam. Oh yeah. yeah. She'll totally, totally, uh, yeah, totally awesome. dig that. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh yeah, they gave us a free like they gave us all plush 
Double oh. dinosaurs. Oh, oh my gosh. Van would kill you for that. He would murder I you. I know. Take I it know. from your body. Oh, yeah. that's right. He loves dinosaurs. He loves them. Loves them. When's his, when, when's his birthday? Uh, January. So you got a ways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait. Well, who knows? We still have one <laughs> ramp in plastic, so we'll see. All right. Uh, just like the body on Twin Peaks. It's perfect. <laughs> Uh, what else? Let's see. Um, oh, and then and then we we basically bookended the whole event with uh, Disneyland. Went to Disneyland on the first day, um, the day we arrived in Anaheim. Dropped everything off at the hotel. Oh yeah. Also got to talk about meeting Craig. Uh, Craig is um, uh, does marketing for the Cambria or Cambria Hotel in Anaheim. Brand new hotel and. This hotel made me wish that BlizzCon was still a thing because this is exactly where Tristan and I would be staying. Is it it's, close? Um, is it right near the uh, convention? It's center? right near the conventions. I mean, it's it's a it's a fifteen twenty minute walk to the convention center, so it's, just about as far as where we used to stay down. Um, not as close as the Hilton, obviously, sure, which is sure. right next door. Yeah. But it's um, uh, just down Catella a okay. little bit. Um, that's cool. That's close, not far at all. Easily close enough that you know you can walk and and not have the mayhem and the nonsense going on at the Hilton at the Marriott and stuff that are right next to it. Sure. Um, he's even doing a, uh, and I'll have I, I recorded some video stuff about um, the trip and Disneyland and Oogie Boogie Night in the hotel, but um, he's going to do a a TMS discount. So if you go to um, CambriaSuitesAnaheim.com and do LTMS for Love TMS, oh. you get a discounted room rate. Um, so you can go to Disneyland. This place is so cool. This hotel has like water slides, big old pool in the back. We I, I went and hung out the pool when I kind of had enough of the people at D23, Sure, which happened a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little much. It's a little much. I get it. It is a little much. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll talk about uh, that, the hotel and the video, but definitely, definitely very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the BlizzCon thing, uh, comparing Blizz, D23 and BlizzCon, just kind of a really quick uh, side by side. BlizzCon, uh, very dark, right? Like they, it was, it was uh, dark inside the. Um, expo with just lights where they needed lights to be on just you know the vendors and sure. this food thing and and the arenas and stuff like that uh they had it felt like they had all the lights on for d23 every light in the anaheim convention center is that because there's a ton of like cosplay walking around and stuff is that why they do it I think or? so and i think mm. also just the vibe is very different like d23 or disney is all like oh okay hi you know happy all that stuff yeah while blizzcon is like uh i killed my father and took his sword and blah, 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 i've got to defeat the demon and yeah there i think you're right there is something to that that's why they do that yeah I think. but the um uh, makes it seem bigger though when they do it dark, right? Like it seems like a much more cavernous sort yes. of experience. Yeah, sure totally. It corner. totally does. Yeah, um, for sure. The uh, the cosplay was great. Again, you know, kind of a thing similar to BlizzCon, where as opposed to a Comic Con where you can dress up as anything. If you go to BlizzCon or you go to D23, you're kind of limited to, nope, I pretty much can only cosplay as something from Disney, mm. uh, you know, Disney Studios or sure. from Blizzard. Um, you're not going to see a Batman cosplay there. You're not going to see saying. a Batman cosplay, no. That's a shame. Uh, the vendors, this was the only, like, every vendor there had a huge long line if you wanted to buy their stuff. And that was the same at BlizzCon. I remember if you wanted to go to the Jinx store, you basically had to wait in a 
20 minute line to get in. But, um, uh, so we had to be really picky and choosy about like, all right, well, do we really think we're going to buy anything there? Nope. Then let's not wait in line. Sure. They had box lunch and, um, Funko and stuff like that. Uh, we did wait in line for Roosevelt's, which is the shirt I'm wearing today. It is the D23 exclusive Grogu t-shirt, or I'm mean, sorry, oh. a button-up shirt. Yeah, the nice baby little Hawaiian shirt with Grogu and a bunch of frogs on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, so that that was kind of fun. Uh, and then lastly, I'll just talk really quickly about Oogie Boogie Bash. So uh, starting in September, late August. Uh, you know, 55 days before Halloween, Disney starts celebrating Halloween by closing uh, California Adventure at 6 p.m. and opening it up only to this event called Oogie Boogie Bash, where they take out all of like Buzz and Woody and all that stuff and replace them with villains. So you get Agatha Harkness and Zombie Captain America and uh, Cruella DeVille and Oogie Boogie, of course. Um, Oogie Boogie, Dice Tomato asking, uh, you apparently need to watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Dice Tomato. Yeah, Dice Tomato. Uh, what are you doing? What are you talking about in there? Are you, yeah, you exactly. uncultured swine? You must watch what that is, film. What is Oogie Boogie? Oh, man. Um, they, they set up uh, treat trails where, like, you go through and, you know, they give you a bag at the entrance and you walk through these treat trails and they shove Snickers and M&Ms in your bag. Uh, uh, turn on the um, the the dark versions of all the rides. So Guardians of the Galaxy has a Halloween theme where Rocket's trying to save Groot, and um, the Cars ride has some Halloween stuff and and uh, and all uh, things like that. Um, uh, what else? Uh, the parade, which I thought was going to be kind of lame, turned out to be actually kind of technologically cool well, that's good i always think parades are going to be lame until they're not you know just totally yeah default exactly. position on parades is they're going to be bad right. but i'm glad to hear that exactly they wasn't. that's good but uh anyway yeah it was a great time it was a really good weekend and glad to be back home glad to return to normalcy uh big thanks to uh nine of twelve for uh for impersonation of me uh over there at uh, TMS oh, Asheville killer co- killer version of Brian I mean even the face greetings, dead on greetings citizen from me up on guess the connection greetings <laughs> cracked me up pretty hard yeah um well good I'm glad well, you're I, home I had watched that in the airport and I watched the entirety of that oh you uh, did good that call in thing you had a uh, you had a whirlwind couple of weeks so it's probably nice to to settle I'm so so glad no more travel for a while yeah it's good to good to have a little uh, space between that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Well, awesome. Uh, I yeah. Uh, well, later on when Stephen gets here, we're gonna go a little deeper into the stuff they actually talked about at the Marvel yes. uh, event. So stick around for that if you're if you wanted the deets, we'll have those. Uh, but for now, we're gonna do a thing we're gonna do on the monthly. You know, when PM uh, got changed around, everyone said, "Where did Dan go?" Right. And I said, "Well, he didn't go anywhere. We're just gonna figure out a way to squeeze him in here." Because we like Dan, and we don't want to lose out on Dan time. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you some additional Dan time if he answers this call, which I am currently ringing him at. If he picks this up, then we know we're in good shape. <laughs> uh, there he is, right there. Now, if I plis- if I hit this... Here's a tangent for you. Be careful. May cause drowsiness. Hey, look who it is. It's our old pal, Dan. Dan, what's going on? What what is what's up, man? I feel like we haven't talked to you in a thousand years. What's going on? 
Greetings, programs. Boy, I've missed Hello. you guys. It's this is like uh, it's like a new building in here. It's been so long, and like I know. Uh, I'm, I'm not drinking a beer because it's not happy hour like it was in PM. <laughs> I actually have coffee now, so yeah. this is a, a difficulty for it. Yeah, we yeah. send a lot of the employees home. They're working virtually now. Uh, we closed <laughs> off uh, the the commissary. No yeah. one's using it. So yeah. fired the janitors. This is why I don't feel anybody breathing on the back of my neck when I'm on here because all the employees are gone. Now. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly. right. <laughs> actually, this is a bit of a step up in a weird way because now patrons and non-patrons alike get to hear Dan's hot takes. On Right. Uh, the world around yeah. us. Yeah, so it's, it's awesome. I mean, you know, uh, more great game goodness and uh, and just crazy pharmacy crap for the world to hear now. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm excited about that. Too. I am too. Yeah, Brian, can I ask you one thing about D23? Ask anything about it's D23. it's uh, it's game related, and uh, I think it was on the floor. So I don't know if you got a chance to see this. So Disney, uh, well, Ravensburger and Disney just announced a, a CCG called Disney Lorcana. It's basically like these Disney's version of Magic the Gathering for for Whoa. easy just just for ease of talking about it. I mean, obviously it's going sure. to be a little bit different, but that's that's kind of what it's going to be. And it, it's funny because they they had a booth there at D twenty three, and they were also kind of giving away these. I mean, I, I wish I would have uh, realized you were up there. If I if I had been paying more attention, I would have been. I would have told you early in the weekend to see if you can get over there to get one of these uh, these kind of like collectors pack that they were giving away for. D23 oh, with all man. these cards and starter set. The game is not supposed to be out for another year, but they were giving away all this crap for the games. And that, that stuff like that always amazes me. I'm looking at the logo at right now. I never saw this anywhere. And we, you know, we basically between panels just spent all the time walking around the um the show floor and I did not see anything about this. This looks really cool, like an actual physical collectible trading card game as opposed to something digital. Yeah, I didn't exactly. see that coming. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, and it, it's, uh, I mean, looking at some of the cards and stuff, it doesn't look, so it's funny because, you know, being Disney, and um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, Disney likes money. Oh, oh they're really? super into it. Yeah, they're super into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They love so it. They, they're, they're going to have to make this game, you know, good for just pretty much everybody. So you're going to yeah. have to bring in the hardcores, the kids, the, you know, the, the, the just people without kids, people just love Disney too that may not be into gaming. So it's going to be interesting right. to see how they put this game together. And looking at some of the cards, it's interesting to see the uh, complexity is kind of a little all over the place because it doesn't look too bad. And you try to figure out because there's really not a, a big uh, rule set that I found out there yesterday. Just the kind of the tease of the cards. Mm. So, uh, you know, it looks like you kind of do the, a lot of the similar battling to Magic the Gathering, it looks like. But I think there's going to be like you can kind of replace a base Mickey with a, a different type of Mickey and things like that, you know, for a character to, to different types of those characters sure. to battle. So, no, again, no idea how it's going to play. I just. Uh, I'm just hoping it's fun because yeah. uh, I wish I'm, I would have seen this because I would have totally waited in line to grab a you know sample pack or whatever it was they were giving away. Yeah, that would have been cool. Did yeah, they, even they, the, uh, didn't we get a? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the uh, uh, like like consumerism there is out there. They were giving away just kind of some promo cards here and there. Other than the pack, I think they had like mm -hmm. single promo cards. People are putting them up on eBay for like 400 bucks already. Jeez. It's wow. unbelievable. 400. Like oh, my Lord. Yeah, CC, that CCG world, freaking magic world, and the money people spend, insane. Yeah. Insane to me. Uh, real quick here, didn't they announce um, a release date in the States for Snap? Yes, they did. When October 18th for Marvel Snap, so a little over a month. Um, and uh, Nice. Yeah, at some point, what I'd like to do is do a do a video or like do a thing where you and I, I teach you the game and any, everybody who watches the stream 
um let's do right that before I'd it comes that. out so that yeah so you can see all right here's here are the different kind of uh decks that you want to pr- uh, put together as soon as you get the game and and uh i'm down all, they all work totally yeah. down Man, that's looks, a great that idea great. i mean it's super excited for that and i i, I never got in to uh me neither the, uh, yeah i wait i didn't want to jump through the hoops to do the international download and i just right. i don't know i just didn't bother but now that we have a date it's like all right i have something to look forward to I'm gonna crack sure. it open brian that's knows it. all the the ropes he can show us what's up it that, was that, uh, perfect uh, passing the time while I was waiting in line for stuff, and there was a lot of waiting in line for stuff. Oh, yeah. That's the name of the game at D23. Yep, convention world, waiting in line, yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, all right. Hey, Dan, I got a question for you from a listener. Are you ready for this? Yes, indeed. So for all for those unaware, for those who never heard a PM episode of the show, Dan is not only a huge enthusiast about tabletop and board gaming, uh, he is also a full-time professional dude in the medical business specifically pharmaceuticals and uh sometimes we get questions about this stuff so we thought it'd be fun to turn this segment into hey here's a cool da- game dan found out about but also here's a question that maybe people have about you know the world about the biotech <laughs> pharmaceuticals and pharmaceuticals yes. they, they often call me a doctor of pharmacy which i which i am yeah you're a doctor of pharmacy exactly title. i like that yeah what are i am a doctor of pharmacy i like that a lot all right so this guy named terrell wrote in And he said this, uh, dear morning stream people, I have a question for Dan for the next time he's on. Well, your your day has come in. Your boat has come in, Terrell. Uh, He says, is it true that doctors often recommend certain meds to patients because they get kickbacks from biotech companies, not because it's good for the patient? Uh, Is his perspective different through or enough to shed some light on this? Meaning you, Dan. Thanks, says Terrell. Uh, I often wondered this as well because I've been to a couple of different doctors in a row because of insurance change mm-hmm. and one of them was recommending one thing and I get to the other one and they're recommending something else. When I said, well, wait, well, this last guy recommended that. And he goes, Oh, that's probably just cause he has samples and was told and you know, he, he doesn't know about this one or whatever. And it just seemed like they were weirdly brand focused. Like, yep. so, yep. so uh, by your, by the sound of your, <laughs> yep, it sounds like there's something to this. So tell us what this so, is about. Uh, I've got a, a, You'll get a lot of questions, and I'm telling you, between myself, uh, Dr. Tolbert, and um, Buckeye Fitzy, the, the legal geek, we could do like a three-hour show talking about the legalities of, <laughs> of, of this sort of thing, but I'll simplify it as best as I can. Uh, this is another one of those things where it's not legal anymore, but it is legal anymore. So it's one of these things where you can get away with a lot of things, <laughs> and a lot of lawyers will tell you it's not what's illegal. It's what it's it's not what is right or wrong. It's what I can prove, in mm. a way. Oh, God. So, and, and a lot of times you don't really, uh, and, and it was the wild west. So the mid nineties, when I was in pharmacy school, I did rotations, uh, with some doctors. I did a, a rotation with a private, a buddy of mine that was a doctor in a private office in the middle of uh, Benson, North Carolina. And that was still kind of the end of the wild west. So there, there are legislation. So in all different industries, there's anti-kickback statutes and they've kind of spe- uh, specified a lot of it into the drug world as well. Uh, a lot of times because it has a lot of government involvement and a lot of times you're not going to see a lot of this stuff unless it has to do with Medicaid and Medicare. Like when you're talking about bringing patients in, you know, we're getting away from the drug just for a second, but when we're talking about like bringing patients to one place or another with kickbacks, that'll really get you in trouble. And they've really cut back on that because there was a lot of uh, Fugazi stuff going on uh, to, to get certain patients to go to certain practices and stuff. So we're not talking about that, but that is uh, very highly illegal. And they look about stuff and it tells you like who's really looking out to nail you to the wall is uh, also big pharma. Like if, if they stay off of each other's toes, you know, if, if, uh, if everybody's getting a little slice of the pie, nobody's really making a big deal. Mm. Uh, but when the government starts losing their slice of the pie, 
then it's a big deal. Mm. So in in the mid to late nineties, uh, my buddy had, I, I kid you not, he had a refrigerator in his office that was given to him by a, a drug company. He had golf clubs that were given to him by a, dr- a drug company. <laughs> and we would have, we would have meals constantly. There'd be dinners, there'd be golf. We went to a golf tournament that was completely paid for. So some of that stuff can still, you can still get away with some of that stuff. Obviously the refrigerator stuff, you can't do that crap anymore. Like you cannot benefit that way it has to be basically either educationally based again there's ways around a lot of the stuff and there's federal federal laws there's state laws all the stuff is 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 a little bit different now they've really clamped down but you still can get some of this stuff and they've hide it like so uh in pharmacy like we would see some of the stuff usually by continuing education so we would get like dinners from uh you know company x they'll have like a dinner with a speaker and that oh. speaker is going to talk about this drug class, but then at the end, he's going to be like, well, use my boner X because it's a lot better than all the other boner pills out there. You know, <laughs> so you'll see stuff like that. So can I uh, trademark again, that name really quick? But, but again, so you have, um, and, and again, I don't want to talk about like, there are some of the best looking men and women I've ever seen in my life are drug reps. And there's a reason mm-hmm. for that. You know, uh, listen, I am not Bonerex. good enough to look. But, yeah, <laughs> so, and it definitely helps because you remember the people you talk to. And from seeing somebody's drug reps, and again, the drug reps coming into my office and pharmacy and when I was doing rotations, every drug that they come in to talk about, there's something that makes it the greatest thing in the world. Mm. There may be 10 other things that they're not telling you about, but there, this is why this drug is the same thing. Nowadays, almost every single, uh, and Scott, you're a perfect example. Because, uh, and, um, and, and excuse me for, uh, Scott, I may use the wrong medication and I'm not, I don't want to avoid HIPAA, but I, but I think there was a time where you were on an ACE inhibitor, uh, and there's a lot, there's, there's a billion ACE inhibitors uh, and most of the, especially now, cause it's been so long, yeah. most of the good ones, uh, are, are generic. So it was either like lisinopril, quinopril, ramipril. Those are all generic ACE inhibitors. Yeah. Uh, some of them are pennies. Some of them are like 10 to $20, but none of them are the greatest thing. Uh, in the world, like as far as the newest and latest thing, because sure. you don't need, they're what they call me too drugs, because they're all the same uh, drug class. There's not really, I mean, there are, uh, I, again, I'm generalizing, there's not really huge difference between drug A and drug B in this class. There may be little differences, and, and most doctors will know the little differences, but, you know, if if you got three different brand names in that, you know, the newest, latest brand name of that, they may come in and be like, Hey, Dr. Ribbit. Hey, this one has shown to uh, reduce mortalities by 2.0002% in elderly males. And we got to get you to write this one for us. Mm. And then it'll be like, oh, and, and how would you like, uh, would you like Outback for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> how many people do you have Jeez. in here? So, and, and again, they, they also regulate that where it's only a certain amount of money they can spend. And then they have to log everything kind of like, um, again, it's a little, it's a little bit of apples to oranges, but let's just say, Scott, you get, um, uh, uh, just company uh, Ibidex, uh, you know, drug, not drug company, Ibidex uh, video company, video game company wants you to do a game on. Uh, As a direct uh, subsidiary of Boner X, by Boner the way. X, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ibidex. Right. Uh, yeah. We're, we're the well, producer producer of Ibicon, Boner X. I- Ibicon, uh, International. <laughs> sure. There we go. Yeah. Wants you to do the, uh, th- wants you to review this video Ibicon game. Ibicon Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> wants you to do the, the new game for. Um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Don Cheadle. What uh, What do we just say? Is uh, Armor Wars? Uh, yeah. Once you want you to do the official video game for Armor Wars, and I'm going to give you a thousand bucks to review it on stream. 
Uh, you're not holding anybody, for, for lack of a better term, you're not holding anybody at gunpoint and you're not prescribing that game to people. So it's a little bit different because you're not the one, you're just influencing them. Sure. But you're still going to want to say, hey, I was paid for this review. Yeah, you do usually. You know? yeah. Yeah. You're, you're supposed so to. So when, yeah. when you're getting things like as far as, uh, you know, samples are a different thing because uh, that's just, you're passing on the uh, savings to the customers and stuff and still getting people started on sure. your med. But if you're getting like free things in here, there's a lot of logs and stuff that a lot of, you know, it's pretty common now uh, that, you know, HR or the office well, manager. Does a doctor a have to, things. like, let's say a doctor gets, like, gets a perk like the, the Outback Steakhouse thing. Are they in or any, any obligation with the patient that they, they talk to that day to go, oh, I think you really should try this one. Uh, small disclaimer, hashtag ad. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to lunch tomorrow at a thing for free Sorry. because they gave me this. Like, yeah, I had Outback. Uh, I had a blooming onion because of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, they, they wouldn't have to uh, say anything like that. As, as far as I know, they wouldn't have to, But they may have a log somewhere of all the drug reps that have come in. Just so, if any governing body wants to come in and say, "Oh, hey, have you seen this rep or that or they're they're, they're usually checking up on the uh, companies rather than the doctors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. again, unless you're making big waves uh, or writing, uh, you know, if you've got Medicaid patients and you're putting everybody on this five thousand dollar a day med, uh, which probably needs prior authorization anyway, but if you're putting them on all this stuff, you're going to raise you know raise waves and stuff like that. But and also, so the government. Um, Allegedly, well, I wouldn't say allegedly because I know it's true, but the government also has its own ways of kind of, I wouldn't call them kickbacks, but they're called rebates. So all formularies, because I work kind of more in the in that sector now where it comes to like doing formulary management and, uh, and prior authorizations. So yeah. when you're talking about Medicaid, they'll get rebates from companies. So the reason why nothing's wrong with that is because they're really passing on the, the uh, savings kind of onto the patient and they're getting the patient a medicine. It's just that they are getting their own for lack of a better term, kickback from the drug companies to write. So you'll have some formularies, like there are states and Medicaid programs where you use, uh, let's just say Symbicort, which is an inhaler. It's available generically, but the brand name is tier one on formulary and you don't need a prior authorization. So it goes through and it's free for the patient. Mm. Now, where where is... You know, as far as the pay, the public goes, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. I mean, and especially in my opinion, like, it's just a pain in the butt for, for you know, the pharmacies and doctors to figure out what's on formula. There's always a list online. But, you know, the only people that that's hurting are the generic manufacturer of that particular med. Right. Because the brand, the patient's getting a brand for free. Right. And, and they don't care. And it, was, it works. You know, again, I'm, I'm always a proponent that 99.99% of the time, brand and generic. Same thing. Yeah. Use whatever's cheaper for you, whatever sure. works for you. Just, yeah. Just don't let use that. It. Uh, it's like in the, even in the owner counter of the world, you're like, if it says Kroger, it's fine, dude. It's ibuprofen. Just yeah. get it. You're fine. Yep. Yeah. Just, but make sure you read the labels, especially in the over the counter stuff, because, um, and I think, Scott, we had this with, with some of your stomach meds where uh, it may be called the same thing as another thing, or it may say like stomach medicine, but it's actually a different active ingredient than what you might think it is. Right. So you always got to look at the active ingredients because uh, in some of them may say stomach medicine, may have jack crap in it may just have some weird herbal supplement that could interfere with something else that you're taking uh so always read the labels if you're going to take herbs especially over the counters always ask your pharmacist about uh, any interactions with what you may be taking uh prescription wise because some people they just they just read something they may already be on uh, an anti-inflammatory med uh for their arthritis and then you know prescription wise and then they'll go grab something else uh, which just happens to be over the counter, and it says says something like headache medicine, but it's the exact same medicine or in the same class yeah. as the other anti-inflammatory. Next thing you know, you've got a bleeding ulcer and you're dead. So yeah. you don't want to do stuff like that. No, don't do that. Don't be having a bleeding <laughs> ulcer and die. Don't be doing that. That'd be bad. 
Plus, they'll find you, and, and you sometimes that blood comes out of your anus. Nobody wants to see that. We don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and that's another. So and and <laughs> yeah, that's another kind of because 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 your your blood out of your anus, depending on if it's one color or another, uh, you know, because uh, that 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 actually tells you a lot about where the bleed is coming from. But that's, that's right. A, that's they a story. Sh- for, they need for more day. children's books that say the color of my blood is dark red. <laughs> What does that right. mean? You know, the color of my stool. There's red blood in a stool, or that you could have a black tarry stool. That's all different kind of areas of yeah. where you may From be the makers from. of Everybody Poops. Yeah. Everybody bleeds out there. Yeah, everybody bleeds. <laughs> Just need to know what kind of blood it is. Um, all right. Well, this confirms a lot for me because uh, I, I kind of had a suspicion. But they don't really talk about it. Nobody talks about this. Like, I feel like it just doesn't come up. It feels like conspiracy a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, oh, and it is a way a lot less than it used to be. And it's funny because you could tell, especially when I was in retail, you could tell what drug reps got to wear because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes they would come to us and be like, oh, uh, you know, Miss Jenkins came in to uh, to to show off uh, Bonarex. So we, I, I saw that Dr. Ribbit wrote a lot of scripts of Bonarex this week. So she must have made it over to his <laughs> office today. You know, the use of Dr. Like Ribbit is cracking me up since your dad is a doctor, Brian. So it's yeah, cracking me it's up to true, hear yes, Dr. Ribbit. Exactly. Yeah. Have him passing around these scripts all day. Yeah, I'm, uh, we need some more boner X here at the clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Just picturing your dad do it. Uh, well, that's and, and again, uh, yeah. for, for the most part, drug drug reps are great because again, you can't get as as a doctor and as a, you know and as MDs and as a doctor of pharmacy, you don't have all the time in the world. To I mean, you go to continuing education a certain amount of year, but you're not. And more and more drugs are coming out, so drug reps are an actual invaluable tool for the companies to get new things, you know, new drugs in front of the eyes. And again, you got to, you always have to do your research as yourself. So if a doctor sees that this drug is the new, newest thing, uh, you know, in the ACE inhibitors, they're going to have to look and see, well, is it really better than uh, Ramipril or, or Lisinopril? Is it really better for my patients than that? Um, and then sometimes some people just have like the greatest insurance in the world yeah. and they're like, I don't care what it costs because my insurance is going to cover it. So right. they'll just write it for them because yeah. it's going to be 10 bucks anyway. Yeah. They don't care if they got the money or the coverage, then just do it. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a weird market we live in. <laughs> also, Ramapril sounds like Ramapil and I'm not interested in your Ramapril. <laughs> it sounds like it's only going <laughs> you know, up one and place. Was, yeah. And that yeah. is an actual drug. And that's actually a very, 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 very good ACE inhibitor for, uh, you know, heart, heart protection and kidney protection. Very good, very good uh, blood pressure medication. It's not one the one the, that it doesn't make you cough, does it? Is it one of the cough ones? Well, they all can. They, they all they, they all have like a five percent chance they or something, can. right? Yeah, yeah, it's just a, a side effect of that drug class where ACE inhibitors can give you the ACE inhibitor cough, which is harmless. It's just a real pain in the ass, and you know nobody wants to have a dry, hacky cough no, all the time. Especially when they do podcasting for full time. Freaking f that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of a bad bad combo. Yeah, go yeah. if you're if anyone out there is having trouble with that, ask your doctor about Losartan. That's what they put me on. It worked great. Yep, and that's an ARB, which is a uh, uh, kind of an offshoot. It's kind of like the improved. ACE inhibitors, they work a little bit different. They work very similar, but different. And they still can give you that cough, but a very, it's much more rare with ARBs. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are some uh, good generic uh, ARBs that are out there that, uh, that are still kind of uh, you know, cheaper to get to as well. And there's, and there's a few brand name ones. So again, just always talk to your doctor about which one is better for you. But this you is great. Having that side effect, I love this. This is like we have a CN- CNBC segment on the show now. Dan, this feels very like, oh, your health today. Uh, to, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. I love yeah. this. this and, it, well, and just remember, uh, well, I want to say I can't be bought, but 
I can be bought for the right <laughs> price. No, I'm kidding. You know, I will never tell you anything because I have no uh, drug companies. Uh, if, but if Bonorex wants to reach out for me, my yeah. uh, email is. We'll let you know. Brian's <laughs> Brian was has been busy found, founding the trademark while we we're talking, yeah, I'm, and uh, I'm already uh, I'm already getting us a reservation at Outback. Yeah, so let's uh, do it. Oh, there we go. We're gonna go have a good meal and talk about <laughs> I'd Bonorex. Go there. Uh, right. Hopefully, it won't the meal won't last four hours or longer. I'm I'm in the mood. <laughs> I'm in the mood for steak, which means I'm in the mood for Los Artin, I guess. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, bone. <laughs> Dan, uh, I, I love having you back in a regular way. Uh, so let's make this a date every month. Yeah. We're going to do yeah, this. Yeah, man. At least can, I give you a, can I give you a, a really oh, yeah. cool? I, yeah. Well, I know. Well, you said it's jam packed, but if you have time for a game, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll yeah, be quick it. So I, I put it in the chat for us. This is a really cool game. It's very simple. It's like 20 bucks. Uh, it's called Kites. It came out from Floodgate Games. Uh, and now this is what I, what I want to say is sometimes the simplest ideas are, are the, the games that go, well, why the hell didn't I think of that? Or are my favorite types of games. So this is a game and it's about, you want to keep all your kites f- uh, flying in the air and it's a co-op game. So the three of us would be playing together. There are sand timers in this game. So there's, I think they, the game comes with five or six sand timers and you can play like a simpler game with four. So you have cards that have different color kites. They may have one color or two colors on it. When you start the game, you flip over one of the sand timers, like the white sand timer. You play a card from your hand, you have to flip over that sand timer. Now, uh, and then all of them start on their side, so they're not automatically all running at first. So as you put cards down, you're flipping over a sand timer. Now, as the sand timers kind of get low, you have to play a card to flip them over. And, and the different sand timers have different times. Like the red one goes really fast. The yellow one goes very, very slow. But as we're going around the table, and this is co-op because we, we don't want any of the kites to fall. So we're kind of looking at there. And uh, in some co-op games like The Game or The Mind, like you can't really talk because that's completely cheating and it'll completely ruin the game. This, talk all you want. It only takes time, but you don't have time. You know, so there's really oh, no cheating see. there. You'd be like, somebody's got to get this right. I got the right. So, and then somebody else is putting, you know, uh, Brian or uh, is putting down the yellow and blue card just to flip over those two. And you got to keep flipping over these sand timers so that none of them runs out. And if you can get through all your cards, because you'll have a certain amount of cards to start and then like a small deck. And as you play a card, you're, you're replenishing. You're trying to get through all the cards and have none of the kites go down. If you play a, a card with a single color, you flip over the white one. And, uh, you know, that's the only way to flip over the white one is because uh, there's no white uh, ones on the cards. But you're basically just just doing a juggling app to keep all the kites in the air. Very, very simple. Uh, just just an amazing design. Just came out this year. Again, very cheap and a perfect family game. Uh, perfect Johnson game, if oh, you will. A Johnson game. Because the, the rules game. are about two pages. <laughs> Is that all? I, I explained everything for for you right there. <laughs> okay. And big letters, too, in the rule book, Johnson. Yeah, no like kidding. That. Big fat letters for my big dumb eyes. This is great. Uh, this actually sounds like a whole lot of fun. I always, I always like a good co-op game, so uh, this looks up my alley. If you guys uh, want to read more, go to the Board Game Geek uh, website, which finally, by the way, uh, integrated all their functionality into one format. They're, they're, for the longest time, it's like, oh, we've got a new landing page for the game. But the image-looking uh, pages are from 20 years ago, and so are the videos. But <laughs> it's so annoying. But now it's all integrated. It's all very nice now. So you can go find it. Go check it out. Kites. Good. Out now. Oh. Uh, All right. Sorry I went long, boys. Uh, Dan, anytime, guys. buddy. Be back. I'll yeah. see you next month. I'll talk to you and uh, and have a great day. Stay out of trouble. We'll see you. Bye now. Bye. All right. We are going to either have, well, we got to make a decision. We're going to have the, the shortest half asses ever, mm-hmm. or we bump half asses to tomorrow, Oh, which I don't like. 
I don't like doing that either. Um, we can probably do it fast. And, and you know what, Stephen, you're in I the mean, chat. What, you, uh, you, how are you feeling? You good? You can. I mean, we've we've got. Uh, I mean, you know what? We've just got Stephen in the second half, right? Yeah, just making sure he's okay. Let's just make sure. Aren't we good. podcasters? Don't we control how long this episode goes? Ah, there he is. He says his day is open. So good. We're just going to do it our way then. We're playing half. Right, that's right. It does depend on his schedule, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't want to assume yeah. anything. From I him, may, but. you know. I can watch Hoda and, and Jenna anytime, but uh, Steven's got a, a schedule to meet. That's true. Hopefully this uh, doesn't foul down a way up on his, his day, but it uh, should be okay. Oh, yeah. So let's let's give it a shot and see where we land. That's right. It's time for Half Asses with uh, Brian Dunaway, who's on the line right now. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hi. Oh, hi. my Hello. schedule doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, it occurred to me that you would, if I didn't get the pickup, that might have been assigned. But since you picked up, I feel I feel like it's okay. Uh, glad to have no, you here. No, no, no. You know I'm always easy. You're pretty easy. I'm always Yeah, you're like Boner easy. X. I'm laid easy. back. Easy Boner. Uh, hey, that was fun the other day doing that video. We were sad not to have Brian there, but uh, thanks for sitting in yeah. on that. That was a good time. It's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. So I felt like I was there in spirit and in a two-dimensional uh, glued to a ruler stick puppet. So yep, yep. I did want to the whole <laughs> the whole experience made me want to hang out with those guys because they're all great people and they all seem to be having a good time. And that house is freaking weird. That was a weird house you all rented. Yeah. Very weird. But uh, it was fun to experience. I was trying I can't to wait for my next options. year. Yeah, yeah. I was saying to myself, oh, man, the, the decisions I would have to make. Stay in a luxury hotel with uh, water slides or sleep on an AstroTurf floor with the teepee. Yeah. Mm. With, turf, those, with turf, those weird turf, fake fire turf. things and the and the, the little fake uh, uh, tree stumps. Little pillows, tree stumps. Yeah. Huh. I, mean, yeah. I mean, how can you decide? It's just too hard. I'm, anyway. I am glad that nobody brought a black light to that place because <laughs> there dude. definitely has been some stuff going on there. I guarantee it. I guarantee <laughs> it. <laughs> You Swings had a lot of convenient holes in places. Let uh-huh. me just say that. Uh-huh. Lots of holes. Anyway, hey, Dunaway, it's good to have you here. We're going to play this game. Brian Dibbett here will explain the rules and how we're going to win stuff for other people. Brian, take I'll it I'll do the abbreviated version. Welcome to the morning. Half-ass is a trivia game. We're actually going to be giving you two the answers. I'll give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers, three of which are correct and three that are incorrect. Depending on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses, getting one, three, or five points, depending on how well they do. Ah, see how you did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, three yeah. rounds. Player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant, and I've pulled contestants from members of the tadpool that aren't able to listen live scott you're going to be playing for the gen mm. uh, over there in las vegas and uh, brian you're going to be playing for chad in manteca california or manteca oh chad I, I love manteca. me a chad yeah you like your yeah. you like yourself a chad i like the gen because she needs look she's a teacher you know you're working yep. on a budget uh, you don't have time right. to go grab games let's give her some that's great plus she lives in that uh lives in that little uh a little gen lap and she's got to grant the wishes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. She's the gen genie. <laughs> hey, Scott, join the game, gen. by the way. Oh, join, sorry, uh... shit. I got to get in. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, they were originally called the gens, right? That was what they were called. We, we started calling them genies later. Yes, right. Yeah. Stupid no, gen, you called them the gen. Yeah. You mean the gen, not the gen. But yes. Oh, the close. gen. The gen, yeah. Depending yeah. on how Tina says milk instead of milk. She would say gin instead of gin. Okay. You know, well, that works. Yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah. it takes. Uh, I'm in now. I'm now in the game. Uh, so let me ask you a quick question. What was it? Oh, did you already say what games they are or what the prizes are? 
Did oh, prizes today. A uh, winner is going to get a copy of Gauntlet. Uh, Gauntlet. Gauntlet, <laughs> Lilith, the Necromancer. I basically merged those two four first words. The Gauntlet Slayer Edition and Gauntlet Lilith, the Necromancer pack. So uh, uh, the game and DLC. Nice. Uh, courtesy of Racer951. Awesome. Yeah. It's a good game. <laughs> yeah. Runner-up is going to get Desperados 3. Ooh, runner-up. Desperados is, now. Yeah, runner-up might be the big winner. That's an awesome game. It's very it's really, good. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's get things started. You guys are both logged into the game. Wow. Let's give you our first question. Remember, uh, three of these are, are real. Three of these are fake. The first one, appropriately enough, yes, I did search through the deck until I found one, uh, birds from a Disney movie. So these are, which oh. of these are names of birds from a Disney movie? Uh, your choices are Snarfblat, Nigel, Mimsy, Ducky, Archimedes and Iago. Birds. Snarfblat. Burbs. Yes. Which of these are burbs? Snarfblat sounds familiar. Snarfblat. Well, I know a couple of these. B boy D is locked in. Oh, I'll locked lock in with three. Scott baby. is locked in. Yeah. Uh, you guys both picked uh, Archimedes, of course. Archimedes from uh, Sword in the Stone. Yeah. The seagull, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Think uh, so? No, or, owl. 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 Right now, oh yeah, owl. right. Owl. Duh. Yeah. Uh, Iago, of course, the uh, parrot from uh, the Lion King. No, the parrot from Aladdin. Aladdin. Just kidding. Yeah. Let's see if I get the voice of uh, the voice of the recently deceased uh, uh, Affleck. Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sad day. Um, Mimsy, which Brian also chose. <laughs> Is not Mimsy is the uh, no. is a word from uh, Jab- the Jabberwocky poem. <laughs> ah. Snarfblat is uh, the pipe from the Little Mermaid, what she calls a pipe, and uh, Ducky is the dinosaur from the Land Before Time. Neither of you picked that. Nigel yeah. being the other one, uh, the penguin from Finding. I'm sorry, Pelican from Finding Nemo. Oh, so this is what threw me because oh, Ducky, Ducky, that's right. Ducky's not a Disney movie, or wouldn't be from a Disney movie. That's a that's yeah, a yeah. non-Disney property. So that's well, and Ducky's right. also a dinosaur, not a bird. Well, yeah, but right, I'm saying I'm saying your cat your your category says birds from Disney movies, and that's not a Disney movie. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> but even but if that was a Disney qualification. Movie, yeah. Even if the Disney still movie, would, yeah. Yeah. Still it's a still a dinosaur. Still. Which, hey, that's where oh birds came from, Don't though. Argue it. Isn't that where birds came from? The dinosaurs. Okay. All right. See, I made a connection. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I watched. Right. I watched the JP Dominion. Yeah. They didn't cover it. No. They came from Jesus. Let's get to question number two. <laughs> <laughs> Cities along the Silk Road. We've covered entertainment. Now let's go to geography. So uh, oh, which of Silk these Road, six yeah. are oh, cities along the Silk Road? Marrakesh, Timbuktu, Almaty, London, Tashkent, or Samarkand? I don't know any of this Samarkand. Shit. Don't know any of this. More like Samarkand. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to guess. I have no idea. Yeah. Is a tough one. All right, you guys are both locked in with two each. Neither of you chose the same ones, um, no, but I will tell you that each of you chose a correct one. Oh, <laughs> and one incorrect one. Uh, Marrakesh and Timbuktu, not along the Silk Road, but Almaty oh. and Tashkent are, which you each chose one of those. Yeah. So no points. We are. We I are haven't been on the Silk Road them. in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, the only person on the board with points right now. Three points for Scott. So Brian, this is your final question. It's your last chance to try and uh, take the prize. Uh, here we go. Last one. Peanut products. Invent. Sorry. Peanut products 
products, products. invented products. by George Washington Carver. <laughs> All right. So, product. there. Let's see here. We uh, got very to, famous peanut uh, products. Peanut products. Uh, your choices are products. peanut silk underwear, peanut lipstick, peanut explosives, peanut laxatives, peanut roof shingles, and peanut asparagus substitute. Oh my lord! All right, I'm going to choose two that seem appropriate for the era because I don't know about the rest of this. That's hard, dude. It's a hard one. Uh, all right. Both of you locked in. Yeah. Scott with peanut laxatives and peanut explosives. Both of those are correct, giving you uh, <laughs> oh, three more you. points. But did Brian manage to make a showing? Uh, no. Brian chose nope. peanut lipstick and peanut roof shingles, neither of which <laughs> are uh, <laughs> inventions <laughs> by George Washington Carver. Yeah. Uh, blowout today. Which but they are things, right? Yeah. They're, uh, well, I mean, no. I don't think you can get a peanut roof shingle, I'm guessing. Maybe. Yeah. I I don't think, uh, I mean, I don't Let's know if peanut Let's just go ask Jimmy Carter about thing. this. Yeah, Jimmy like Carter will tell you. I'd like to call it ex president, please. Yeah, he's only ninety. My lifeline. Uh, so, so the the reason <laughs> so, I chose laxatives and explosives is it sounds like era specific. I almost chose asparagus because that just sounds like an old timey bad idea. You know, like yeah, oh. it, it really. If you ever see one of these with just a really far out weird answer like peanut asparagus substitute, yeah, you should choose. You should usually choose it because it's probably an answer. So I don't know. I don't know what a peanut asparagus substitute. Uh, if they if he shaped I, it like basically took peanut right. butter and shaped it in the form of asparagus or something, I don't know. Well, that's yeah. what I would think because maybe it has some similar uh, qualities or something. That's what I understand about the peanut laxative. I chose it, but I'm like, yeah, you don't you can't take credit for what was probably already there. You know, <laughs> right. it, they probably have a certain it's already, laxative. It pretty much already does it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I just looked it up. Peanuts. I can't find anything that's peanut asparagus other than people making asparagus and using peanut and peanut oil to like enhance the flavor or make it part of a dish. Mm-hmm. But I can't think I can't find anything where they replaced it. So this must not have stuck. It must have been like a you know, a weird idea then and it and it didn't hold on. Well, uh, if you go to the Tuskegee University, this yeah. is an amazing page, oh. tuskegee.edu, list of products made from peanut by uh, the peanut by Dr. George Washington Carver. It is a massive list of things. You know, lipstick may not have been on there, but hand lotion, face right. lotion, vanishing cream, face bleach and tan remover, baby massage cream, shampoo, like just about every other cosmetic <laughs> you can think of. Wow. He's got to he, be... He would be terrible at parties. Let me tell you what you can do with a peanut. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like it, Cubs. The commercial, you know, where the guy talks about everything you can make with a tree and the grape nuts, old right. grape nuts commercial. Yeah. Uh, this would have yeah, been a yeah. 45 minute commercial with George Washington yeah. Carver talking about yeah, uh, yeah. mock oysters you can make with Let peanuts. me tell you wow. about the magic of peanuts. Mock Get out oysters. Of here. I don't know. I might mock try as oysters. mock oysters. I don't like oysters, so maybe I'd like to Sweet mock ones. pickle. How do you make sweet pickle from peanuts? I don't know. Uh, George Washington. All I knew about George Washington uh, Carver was the the skit on SNL with Eddie Murphy, where he played George Washington <laughs> Carver and was screaming about peanut stuff. I don't know if you guys remember. Really, that, I but forgot I used, about that one. Yeah, I still love <laughs> I to that. look that one up. It was really funny. Anyway, uh, well, there you go. Hey Dunaway, uh, the good news is we have winners. Hey Brian, so so our winner is who here? Who won? Yeah, the Jen. The Jen is going to get a copy uh, a copy of uh, Gauntlet Slayer <laughs> edition. Yeah. Listen. I've been on the road. <laughs> You've had a for, whirlwind trip. On You're... the road for uh, like eight of the last 
12 days or something. So cut me some slack. Um, A copy of uh, Gauntlet Slayer Edition and Gauntlet Lilith the Necromancer. Um, And then uh, Chad and Mantika is getting Desperados 3. Emails are going out now. Chad uh, uh, secretly won the best prize. (laughs) <laughs> he just doesn't yeah. know it yet. Well, don't which say one, that. Which don't one? say that, that to Jen. Like, Look, I love the Jen, you know? and she'll like her games. I'm just, you know, yeah. gotta oh. be, gotta be upfront so about saying, it. You're saying which, which, which one got the Slayer edition? Uh, uh, the seasons in the, the Jen. Was it this? Was it the seasons in the abyss? Okay, yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, what? I don't get it. No, it was, it was Gauntleth. Oh, is Gauntleth what, uh, is what she won. <laughs> yeah, she won Gauntleth. Whatever, uh, well my done. Slayer yeah. fans are being slayed right now. Yeah, all your Slayer fans. Oh, Slayer the band, I get it now. Congratulations. All right, so there, there's your winner. Scott Fletcher. Congratulations for both of you, because I think you're both winners today. Uh, thanks for playing, and uh, we look forward to having your names on here again. Hey, Dunaway, tomorrow we're going to play a, a little podcast game called uh, Play Retro, where we play <laughs> old video games, and tomorrow we are tackling <laughs> Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, and The Legend of Zelda 2, the original NES titles. Uh, are getting yes. the treatment tomorrow, so we are diving straight into one the was, territory. One was good, and one was poo. I disagree about what, what you would be wrong. I think you're going to be wrong, <laughs> but we're going to we'll talk all about it. Its origins, what it led to, why it's such a significant uh, series, and why you know the the world. You know, if there's two characters people know in the world the most in gaming, it's Mario and it's Link. I mean, Link is in a very nice little yes. second place. Well, we'll talk and they about were why. Being developed, uh, they were being developed at practically the same time and were essentially pitted against each other mm-hmm. to go in two different directions. That's really right. interesting story behind those two games. Uh, uh, and Indeed. If that sounds interesting to you, check out the Play Retro podcast wherever you get your shows or catch us live tomorrow at frogpants.tv at 3.30 Mountain Time right here. Hey, Dunaway, kiss our butts. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was quick about it, too. He's out of here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of out of here, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Stephen Schleicher will be joining us. We'll hit some of the, the, big, the, the big notes of the uh, D23 reveals and announcements. Uh, you know it's big when uh, uh, Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever his name is, shows up with a hat. And, uh, if he's got That's a hat right. on, yeah. sh- sh- shit's going to go It was so down. big, he could have been wearing two hats, and it would have made sense. Yeah, no kidding. It was a lot. So that'll all happen uh, shortly. Before that, though, a musical break from Brian Ibbett here. Yeah, let's go to Berlin, uh, to a band by the name of Kerala Dust. These guys actually were formed in London in 2016, but they grew up in Berlin on the sounds of Can, the Velvet Underground, Tom Waits. Um, I absolutely hear some craft work in this. This is some great kind of 80s electronica. Um, this is uh, the debut track on their new label, Play It Again, Sam. Um, they describe it as, uh, the song is about a couple in a tempestuous kind of love affair driving on an old German motorway somewhere in the outskirts of Berlin, where we live during the pandemic, we would just get in a car and drive around the old East and find all these ruined buildings and walk through them. It's this mix of nostalgia for the past coupled with a melancholy for the lengths that we would go to, to feel anything at all. I just think it's a damn good song. Here's the song pulse six by Corolla dust.
have a nice looking portable computer here made by Dolch and it's got a 386 processor, uh, four slots, it's got a 120 megabyte hard drive, 16 megs of RAM, but what makes this Dolch portable special is, da-dum, color VGA display. Look at those colors. Over 24,000 colors, 640 by 480 resolution. Mm -hmm. You don't see that on many That's portable nice. computers. Nothing like shitting your bike shorts twice at camp. Nothing like it. The Morning Stream. Get your ass to Mars. So, fun note about that girl. Uh, she started yeah. doing requests. Uh-huh. And uh, that was one of them. And uh, she doesn't seem to have any rules about what she'll say. Oh. And uh, there are two or three of them that got deleted by uh, TikTok killed them <laughs> because something nasty. So, I never heard them. Shitting but. your bike charts. <laughs> Nothing like it. <laughs> And usually it's like some fake name like Mike Hunt and things uh, like that. Sure, uh, sure. But not in this case. Anyway, hey, Brian, remind me who that was so I can find that out. You know, album. I'll tell you. That's uh, the band Kerala Dust, K-E-R-A-L-A Dust. You can spell dust. The brand new single is called Pulse 6. That's a V-I instead of the number 6. With all that stuff, you'll be able to find it yourself. Nice. Go check it out. Yeah. Sorry, breaking news. This is interesting. Uh, What's that? Blue Origin rocket. That's the Bezos rockets, right? Sure. Uh, yep, the Bezos penis. Um, it still does. Big old freaking tip on that thing. Uh, malfunction. Tri oh, shoot. 
Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, triggering a dramatic but successful abort for an unpiloted space. Oh, it's, it was unpiloted. Oh, so. good. Yeah. Phew. Shrew. Yeah. We don't want. Because right, I was starting to make jokes. And uh, yeah. <laughs> what if what if this guy was on there? Oh, Jesus. He would have seen some stuff had he been up on you know, that that flight. You know why? Uh, why they had to abort that mission? They did not use enough Boner X oh. in there. In there. Launch that's, fuel. That's boner right. X. Boner X. Nothing, nothing like a good <laughs> Boner X. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All right. Steven Schleicher nothing being very like patient it. today. We're going <laughs> to add him in here and have some fun with our old pal Steven. We're going to play his little theme yeah. here. Steven Schleicher. Steven Schleicher. <laughs> hey, look who it is. It's our old pal Steven Schleicher with his finger on the pulse of popular culture, comics, TV, movies, and more. And he does that all at Majorspoilers.com. Steven, welcome back to the show. Hello, Scott. Hello, Brian. Hey, Hello. Man. Hey, man. Welcome so, back, uh, Brian, you had a you had a time. It was a whirlwind. I did have a time. I had a good time. Uh, very uh, like running left, you know, running here and there, left and right, up and down, all over the place. And I'm just glad to be done running was it uh did we didn't ask her i didn't ask did tristan go with you was that the deal no it's just me and tina oh okay oh i didn't know just tina went nice. cool yeah tina went she dressed up uh she did like a very subtle Minnie mouse uh, outfit i'll have to post a link to to where people can see it she just looked adorable nice i want to see this yeah yeah uh not in a creepy way tina i promise <laughs> uh steven it's good to have you here but it's probably stuff went down that you went oh cool or ew gross or something i don't know uh, did, did he what was your big uh, takeaway from the event as far as announcements and i stuff? here's the thing i didn't pay a s- attention to a single thing <laughs> <laughs> well there's good news for major spoilers fans we, we don't know what happened uh, no all. i my son uh his high school soccer team had a tournament uh to go to they won by the way Yay. and uh, so i was i was busy with that and some other things that i can tell you another time but mm. not right now oh no, um, not on the air i see wow well okay. i mean your opening uh, bit that you played at the top of the hour yeah pretty much summed up my weekend oh this the, the <laughs> which one this one hello it's me again. no no yep. you were yep. that guy oh man yep. I'm sorry. Oh, geez. I feel bad, but not this By one. By the way, send me that clip because I want to send it to my wife. I totally can do that. Yeah. I'll drag it out right now. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, I'm glad you're, uh, you know, well enough here and doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the important thing. Uh, we're going to talk about some of these things that happened at the D3 event. And um, I don't know, Brian, did you, like, of all the announcements, did anything like surprise you? Some of this we knew was coming. The only, yeah, the only thing that surprised me, we were, uh, when I was talking with Ashley and Jason, uh, the night before the, um, the Marvel panel, we kind of had a list of like, all right, well, we're probably going to get... Uh, an announcement, a casting announcement for the Fantastic Four movie. We're probably going to get this. We'll probably get a, a trailer for this other thing. Um, the two big, the two surprises for me, the only two surprises for me were Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting Thunderbolts to get announced. For, and, the, for the world who doesn't know, these this yes. is like Suicide Squad sort of it, Marvel version. Kind of like Suicide Squad, yeah. yeah. The, um, the Thunderbolts comic was uh, more like um super villains that you didn't know who were posing as these new superheroes mm, right and um so it was like you know the the beetle uh old spider-man villain the beetle was this one character and and um you know the, all these different superheroes these guys it's a lot closer to the suicide squad right it's um Yel- yeah, so uh, yelena got, uh, belova yeah. Black Widow, uh, black, blonde uh, Black Widow, uh, Red, Red Guardian, yeah, Red Guardian, uh, Taskmaster—all three of those characters from uh, the Black Widow movie. Yeah. Sebastian um, Stan, 
Yeah, right. Winter Soldier, um, Echo. No, not Echo. Uh, Ghost Quiet. from uh, a movie that Scott still hasn't watched called Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. oh I almost uh, watched that Wyatt this weekend. Russell I and Louise Dreyfus. Oh yeah, right. Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. Agent. What's he doing then? He's the new Captain America. So is that same character? US, U.S. Agent. Yeah. Uh, okay. So and and what ought to be really interesting is the fact that in Captain America and Winter Soldier, the TV show, or, or Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, they were adversaries, Winter Soldier and U.S. Agent, by mm-hmm. the end of that thing. So having them on the same team should be a really interesting uh, dynamic. It'll be but, an uncomfortable um, alliance while they have to do it. It should, but yeah. it's uh, but it's an interesting like the the um, uh, the, the characters they decide to pick for this were kind of a surprise. Mm. Um, I, well, I mean, they kind of were setting a lot of that up though in some of the other shows and movies that we've seen. So I, I don't think this lineup isn't a complete surprise as to what they're going, because yeah. every single one of these characters has either a chip on their shoulder or has been burned by somebody. And so this is, they see as their quote unquote redemption arc. And then hopefully right. by the end of it, they're going to realize, Oh no, we are the, we're the bad guys. We're the baddies. And, right. um, and hopefully turn some things around. I thought taskmaster yeah. got, I mean, no spoiler. I guess I can't help but spoil this. I thought the Taskmaster died in. Uh, no, she she walked away at the end. Um, did she? I don't remember yeah. that at all. Yeah, uh, Black Widow, uh, uh, quote unquote, saved her, and um, and she she got away. You know what's exciting is uh, the the rise of Florence Pugh as a star in Hollywood is clear to me on this uh, poster image because they got her right <laughs> out front, man. Look <laughs> at her. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of like the uh, the Harley Quinn of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if there is a Suicide Squad parallel, not in character, but in in prominence, she's kind of the Harley Harley Quinn, which yeah. is just fine. She stole that more, movie. So more awesome. David Harbour and Florence Pugh in everything. <clears throat> I agree. Uh, well, this is and, cool. Uh, so this is when uh, tw- next year or what, when is this? 2024. Sorry. That's 2024. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, the other surprise for me was werewolf by night, the Hall- a Halloween oh, yeah. special uh, werewolf by night, all black and white looks like a creepy sixties or fifties horror um, B movie, B movie. Yeah. And, uh, but you get, we get our first Elsa bloodstone, which will be really cool. Um, but as my uncle, who is a huge Werewolf by Night fan from the comics, points out, this doesn't look like it's got anything to do with any any Werewolf by Night comic ever, except for Elsa no. Bloodstone. Mm. I mean, it's a Halloween special, so you know you know they're having fun right. with it, and the fact exactly. the way that they've set it up is just like, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna make this as silly as we can for and, sure, and have some fun for the holiday season. Cheese and this, it up, yeah. This is yeah. this year, right? October, this yeah, this, mm-hmm. yeah, this kind of like it uh, it streams in less than a month. Yep. Weird. There's, okay, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Well you know, various things, not just necessarily Marvel, but things that are coming up like the 21st, the 26th, the like boom, 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 right after one, right after another mm-hmm. on Disney plus. Yeah. yeah. So September, October going to be busy for Disney fans. So they showed the, uh, this trailer, the one trailer I did see, or one of the trailers I saw was the secret invasion trailer. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason in my head, I had that as a film, but that's a series. Uh, it's yes. gonna be series. Yeah. Okay, and are we uh, we reasonably excited about that? Seems like it'd be cool. I think so. I think it'll be interesting because yeah. I mean I think that's going to set up a lot of what's going on for 
phase five and phase six, at least for the big story arc, because we saw in spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it, we saw uh, Bruce going off into space in a spaceship in She-Hulk. We've seen uh, Fury already on a spaceship uh, previously and some other things that are going on with uh, possibly the Kree scroll war. So I think that this could be uh, very interesting to see how this plays out. And I just like the, the, the super subversive, you know, uh, not quite three days of the condor, but uh, don't trust anybody kind of horror that goes yeah. on in this story. And so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Also, um, it'll be nice to have a, a Marvel series that looks like it, it, uh, it's not going to be, a joke a minute, you know, like uh, I'm not mm-hmm. complaining about Miss Marvel or, or, uh, she Hulk or, uh, the ones we've gotten recently, but, um, this one looks like it's going to have a much darker tone and I, yeah. I, it, which it needs. So I'm excited about that. Did you have mm-hmm. any ability while there to look and see what that Marvel AR game from the Pokemon go people is supposed to be about? No, or? there was no, no other announcement except for the fact that they're working on that. It is, uh, it is not, what uh, I thought the million dollar idea was, which is, uh, you know, you're a reporter for the Daily Bugle and you're using AR to take pictures of Spider-Man and other various heroes to, quote unquote, catch them like Pokemon. Yeah. But uh, that's what I wanted uh, to. And you said that that yeah. day. It was like, oh, yeah, no brainer. That's what they're making, of course. And yeah. that's not this, I guess. It, it doesn't look like that. It's um, it looks like it's going to be you're still catching superheroes or supervillains, but you're going to have powers. So instead of pokeballs, you're probably going to have uh, fire, the ability to shoot fire or the ability to shoot water or laser rays or something like that. Mm. Uh, who knows? Man, again, spoiler alert for the most recent uh, episode of She-Hulk. Uh, they should have just turned that into a sling ring thing and just done the whole right. Long- the whole oh, yeah. is capturing demons and throwing them into <laughs> other dimensions. That would be great too. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, with guest starring uh, Madison, it's not where yeah. you think. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> in two ends, but not where you think. Interesting. <laughs> so uh, one of the things I got excited about on the Marvel front was that Amy Hennig, famous for her work on the Uncharted series and her work with uh, Naughty Dog in general, she's considered one of the best writers oh, and yeah, game yeah. designers in gaming history. Uh, anyway, she she's working on a Black Panther Captain America team-up game. Yeah, World War Two era with so it's not T'Challa, it's it's the it's T'Challa's great grandfather, yeah. basically or grandfather. Yeah. Um, and I can't tell who this yeah. other soldier in the thing is. Is it supposed to be Bucky? I don't know who that's supposed to be. No, no, they're they're the two other characters are not. Um, they're new. They're new. Yeah, okay. introduced for the game, but um, I'm down with that. Um, man, what a great what a great looking. Um, and fun era to to kind of oh uh, heck yeah dude game and, and she and is she is renowned for her work like there's nothing yeah. there's nothing about this to not be excited about it's a ways off we're not gonna I don't even think they gave us a year for this but they're working on it um very excited about yeah, that I I, I, uh, I was really interested that they showed some footage from the Marvel's upcoming movie yeah. because oh, yeah. basically they they explained by kind of reshowing it again spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen uh. Uh, Ms. Marvel, Marvel. Mm-hmm. the whole uh, in credit sequence at the end of that series, they basically said, well, here's what's going on. She didn't turn into Ms. Marvel. You know, they they're doing some other stuff and that will be kind of the cornerstone of that movie with Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel and Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. all um, all teaming up for that mm-hmm. for that movie. So that'll be good. The one thing that I was surprised that we didn't get anything about was Fantastic Four. That was the yeah. one thing they danced around. Now, we do know that. um 
uh, the guy who did um, uh, WandaVision, or WandaVision uh, Matt Shackman, is going to be directing Fantastic Four, but they didn't give us anything on who's the actors or anything like that. So hey, that was the big surprise. Sorry, what was Shackman known for? What, what was the WandaVision? WandaVision. WandaVision. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. The uh, apparently outside the the panel. So when you uh, went into the doors into Hall H, there were there were signs all over saying, "We will not be making Fantastic Four announcements." Oh, <laughs> just to, just to chill everybody out. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. They did and no X Men announcements other than I know there's the that was another thing. one that they they didn't talk about too. Yeah. So and again, that may be too far down the road. I mean, there's still a whole block. So of stuff that they announced at or, or didn't announce at uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con that they're like, here's all these things that are coming. We're not going to announce what they are. We just have these things slotted for the future. And everybody thought that, oh, they're going to talk about that at D23. And they didn't mention any of them mm-hmm. at D23, which to me makes me wonder, and maybe you guys can weigh in on this too. We're still seeing a lot of slowdown from pandemic as far as movies getting into theaters and release dates and having to push things back for reshoots and, and whatnot. Sure. I'm wondering if we're not seeing them not making announcements because they don't want to pull what uh, Warner brothers has had to pull by pushing two of their movies back by almost a whole other year. Yeah. Or canceling one outright. Out. Sure. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if they're just quiet about it, then they don't have to, they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, I think you're right. I think that, and so a lot of people, there's a lot of chatter, even in our chat room today, but I saw this online. A lot of people like this is kind of a disappointing D 23. You know, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. And is in my mind, back? Um, yeah. Yeah. is it their first live one? It oh, is. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if they did one last year or not. They didn't. No, this is the first, uh, the first one back since the pandemic or yeah. I'm sorry, pandemic that's still going on since the height of the pandemic. Yeah. But I would, I would, re- I would remind people like it may feel a little less like you're like, Oh, it wasn't what I wanted. Cause I didn't get, you know, fantastic four news or whatever. It's still insane how much stuff's oh, going on. For oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Look, we also got, you know, we We're got the spoiled. cast of Wakanda Forever. We got to mm-hmm. get another look at uh, at Namor, um, which is Did really you cool. Is he's playing? I, I no, not in person. I saw um, <laughs> they were making a huge deal on that on social media, and I was just like, yeah, why? It's a, I know, it's, a it's just a plane. plane. I mean, it's cool, but it's like, oh, yeah. can I go smell the seat? Uh, yeah, what, you know what is seat. the point of that whole whiff, thing? Whiff, whiff. Uh, no, I'm bummed. I'm bummed. I didn't go to the archives because apparently they had the computer from Lost, which is like, oh, I wish I could see that. But um, no, but we also we got Captain America: New World Order. We know mm-hmm. that um, Anthony Mackie. Uh, it's going to be Tim Blake Nelson, who was the leader mm-hmm. uh, that we saw in Shadow, getting his his giant noggin. Um, well, he was in. So, so wait, that's the character from the 08 Hulk, then? The 08 Hulk, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I loved yeah, him, Big yeah. Nelson. Not, not so really. you had me at that, but that's interesting. Yeah, hmm. at least it some... wasn't. It wasn't from the Eric Bana Hulk, at right. least, right? Right. <laughs> right. 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 From the, if we don't get the leader making some comment about, wow, you look, you look different. <laughs> The last time I saw you. <laughs> they did uh they did talk Daredevil a little bit with uh, Charlie oh, Cox and right. Vincent D'Onofrio Born, returning. Born again. Born again yeah. It, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, based on the Frank Miller run. They did say that this was not going to be they said it's not connected to the Netflix series, but I don't know how you can say that. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out because spoiler alert for She-Hulk, uh Daredevil <laughs> coming up in a future episode. Yeah. yeah, that was in the that was in the trailer, folks. Not a not yes. a big spoiler. Yeah, no. Yeah. You just yeah. you see the side of his head and his head rotating and his horns, and you're like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. it's Charlie yeah, Cox. Exactly. Let's do this." 
I love so, I love I'm those just, guys. I'm just, so I'm uh, making people mad in the chat. I know you're really freaking people like people's <laughs> fingers hovering over the mute button. Basically, is is what. Yeah, doing. none of these have been spoilers. By the way, I was just looking up this Matt, uh, not Fraction, Chackman guy, um, mm-hmm. who's directing the yeah. Fantastic Four film. This guy's got some cred, but it's almost entirely television. He mm-hmm. WandaVision, of course, but a bunch of Game of Thrones episodes, a bunch of The Great. Remember that? That's an awesome show. The The Great. Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He did um, American Gothic, The Good Wife, uh, Revenge, Psych. Like the guy's been working forever. House. Yeah, and that tells you a lot of things, though, right? So he's done comedy, right? He's yeah. got some comedy in there. Yep. So you know that there's going to be maybe a lighter tone for Fantastic Four. And if he's done Game of Thrones, he knows how to do big, epic storytelling. Yeah. So that should be, you know, that should. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy or anything like that, but it, to me, it starts to trigger, oh, this is kind of a big Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing going on. Yeah. And he started out as a kid actor, by the way. He <laughs> was in The Facts of Life was his first uh, job. <laughs> it ended up in Highway to Heaven, Different Strokes, Night Court, Growing Pains. I mean, he's basically a Gen X kid who grew up as a child actor and then in 1990 said, I want to direct. And now he's just doing kick-ass shit. I think that's great. So the yeah. Ron Howard of our time, everybody. That's who's directing Fantastic go. Four. Um, anything else jump out? I know they uh, we got a new firmer release date for that new Marvel uh, XCOM-ish game. Uh, there's the Tron there's Identity a Tron game. game coming up. Midnight Suns. Yeah, yeah, that Tron Identity. So this is interesting. That That's Mike uh, Bithel, who's famous for uh, a game called Thomas Was Alone. It's an amazing little indie title years, years and years ago now. Um, but if you've never played Thomas was alone, it was basically a bunch of literally like squares, rectangles and balls. There were there was nothing fancy about the graphics in that game. They were meant to be these very simple, almost Atari 2600 looking objects. And Thomas is a rectangle and Thomas has to work with these other shapes to figure out how to tra- traverse their world. And it sounds dumb but i am telling you it had one of the greatest narratives of video games of all time one of the greatest narratives in any game ever made and the, to hear that he's doing a visual novel style treatment of tron is so exciting to me i can barely contain myself mm-hmm. cannot mm-hmm. wait for tron identity it looks they awesome. showed off some echo footage they talked loki season two with owen wilson and uh, uh tom hiddleston was there um, I think the other thing for me that I was excited about, cause I thought Brian was going to talk all the Marvel stuff mm-hmm. at the top of the hour, uh, yeah. Indiana Jones five. Oh, oh right. Yeah. With Phoebe Waller bridge. Yeah. Oh, so excited right. about but that. Here's, here's the thing that from everything that I've read, he did not come out on stage, but behind the stage. And you can see the, the, the Twitter feed on this, uh, K K Kwan who played short round. Yeah. Yeah. Was backstage and he and Harrison Ford had a picture together and Harrison oh, really? Ford is just oh, like you see smiling it. like, uh, you know, it's the greatest thing that he's ever seen. Oh, you got to see so this, Brian. They're not saying he's, he's in the movie, but they're also, why would he be there behind, behind the scenes if he wasn't doing anything else at D 23? So, yeah. right. Yeah. That's odd for yeah. sure. And Ford did confirm. He goes, this is the last Indiana Jones movie for me. He's 80 years old, which is incredible that, yeah. uh, you know, with all the the stunt acting that he has done, mm-hmm. uh, that he's still up and ready to, uh, who knows what he's going to do in this movie, climb into another refrigerator and, and, and get, I hope not. Know. I hope not. So the director, the director here is a, a dude, what made, um, uh, Mangold, um, mm-hmm. the movie, Logan. Logan, right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. among other great movies. And, um, he's, I don't know. I got a lot of faith in this guy. I feel like this is maybe a little bit of a redemption. In fact, Harrison Ford said, oh, where's the quote? 
I think he, he said, said something I, like, this I, is one of the great ones or something. Yeah, he said this is one of the great ones. And I think he was referring to co-star uh, in that. Oh, maybe. Um, I thought he was, I was hoping he was talking about the movie. Maybe. I, maybe. Well, I hope that he's talking about that and the director and all that stuff. I mean, if you've got the director of Logan in, in this doing this, then, you know, that'll tell you. Again, I think they, they, when you know a director and you know what their capabilities are, you know what area they like to work with, that kind of gives you an indication of what direction that they want to shape a story. So if sure. Logan was all about the end of the X-Men and what it is to be old and what it is to, to look back on your life and the mistakes that you made in your life. And if you have short round who's showing up backstage, it would not surprise me if this is a Indiana Jones coming to grips with the fact that he is actually stealing relics and, and instead of uh, keeping them where they belong in a, belong in a museum, museum, dad, exactly. They belong in a museum. <laughs> get off my plane. I get off my plane. I'm excited. I'm actually we'll excited. I, I realize there's a lot to forgive when it comes to Crystal Skull. It's amazing to me that during, during or before, during, and after Crystal Skull, uh, Spielberg has made some of his greatest films. Like the guy's been nonstop quality, but that one moment he made a turd. And I don't know if I should blame him or if I should blame. I, I don't know if I should blame him or or Lucas. I don't know. But all I'm saying is. Uh, this giving it to a director is very capable. Mangold makes great movies. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's a real chance for something awesome here and a way to close it out in a really meaningful way. So I have hope. I have hope. You know, it's sure. been what 10, 15 years since crystal skull came out. I, I have not watched it since it hit theater. Maybe time and distance make it a better movie. Maybe I doubt it though. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, but you might be right. No, you know, no. you might be right. Did we watch it for film sack? It's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we did do that, didn't we? I, yeah, I blocked that out did. of my mind. It's bad. It's still bad. Yeah, don't watch it, everybody. It's really bad. But five, uh, look, fingers crossed. Let's see how we do. And the fact that he was backstage makes me hopeful that maybe he even makes an appearance because that guy's having a yeah. moment right now. So let's do yeah. it. Uh, all right. I think that's it. We yeah. Cover everything. I think so. Not everything. I mean, it's a no. huge event. I there mean, was a I, I don't more. know if you guys saw the uh, the short clip from. Uh, Little Mermaid live action adaptation. I did, yeah. But, uh, I kind of got a little shivers see. going on that. It looks oh, fine. Really? It looks yeah. fine. I mean, I, whatever. These live action remakes are weird to me, but they. But I understand that people they make money, and you know, I like the Lion King one. A lot of people hated it, but I liked it. So yeah, they've got Mufasa is coming as well. So. Oh right, man, yeah, another whole another thing. So I, I'm actually just kind of okay with those things. I, I can take them or leave them. Um, you know, a lot of people feel butthurt about their childhood being poked like this, but I don't, I don't yeah, care. I don't, like, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's second generation. I think the only weird thing about having, you know, especially the trifecta of Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin all being done as live action is that those three movies for Disney heads, that was the rebirth of Disney with, oh yeah. when the Little Mermaid was released. Because before that, it was, hey, we think we're going to sell the parks off to whoever wants to buy the parks. Hey, we want to sell the animation department off to whoever wants to buy the animation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, through um, uh, Roy Disney and through um, Eisner, they came in and they rebuilt that. And they said, well, we're going to start doing animated movies again in the traditional Disney style. And those three, boom, 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 every year you could count on stuff. And then Lion King and everything after that. But it was it was a way that the studio was turning itself around by leaning into what made them great to begin with. And now, it, I don't know, when I see the live action adaptations, I love the girl who's playing uh, Ariel mm -hmm. uh, and her voice is so great. But I look at these and I'm like, well, this almost seems like you're trying to lean into what made you great once more by 
not leaning into what made you great to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a problematic, part. but that's kind of true across all of these, right? The Mulan thing, mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anytime they do like a live action remake of something that's considered a beloved classic that, you know, really put them on the map for whatever arrow is in you're, you're, you're walking on glass a little bit, but I, I yeah. think the blowback is actually kind of nothing. Cause there are people who really want to see this and you know what? Mm-hmm. That's great. Go for it whatever yeah. i may not be that yeah. i'm in no rush to watch a little mermaid reboot but right. um no i don't have a, i'm not offended by its existence it's fine no, neither am i i mean if people <laughs> want to watch it that's great because there's going to be people that are going to be attracted to those things and it's going to be the greatest thing in the world for them because for heck scott even your kids the little mermaid is that was before i was born mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. You know, uh, for my kids, it's like, why would I want to watch an ancient animated movie? I yeah, they don't. Watch this yeah, movie. they're not into it. They loved my yeah. kids loved it when they were little, but I, you know, they, the things that they really glom onto is the stuff that they were, you know, as they were growing up, what mattered to them were the things that were coming out then. Yeah, just like uh, just like it did for us. Like, why do mm-hmm. we? Why do we care about Back to the Future so much? Because we were all like fifteen, sixteen, and it was awesome exactly you know like we yeah. we have these things we glom onto and i don't know i don't so so i do have questions about who is this actually for like is this for a new generation of kids yes. is it for the kids that were born in 80 for the, the children of the kids who loved yeah. the little mermaid i, I don't so. i don't think it is for it's them to watch together i guess yeah. so yeah, i don't think it's for us yeah but whoever it's for good on you good job mm-hmm. they're throwing yeah. some good i mean that's way. i mean the same argument you can play that exact same argument to the prequels and the most recent Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, trilogy. Yeah. You know, it's it's for its generation. Yeah. I mean, will she be so dumb that she doesn't know the word feet? Yeah. What are they I called? Mean, oh, right. Probably feet. call it. Uh, what was what's the fork? The, uh, <laughs> the oh, yeah. The uh, bomb flats or whatever it was. Yeah. Snarf blat. Snarf blat. Yeah. Yeah, she was real. She did oh, seem Buddy a little Hackett dumb. In the movie. See, he's not going to be there. So yeah, you can't you can't watch a live action if Buddy Hackett's not in it. I also worry there's a generation of really creepy old men that used to like that movie because there was a time where her little oh. her boobies are just covered by shells and her. You know what I mean? <laughs> like some of that Never crossed my mind. There's a little bit of that out there. I'm just saying we live in a weird modern internet. I think there's a few creepers that are you know why it's coming to my mind. I don't know. So maybe don't worry about me. I guess, but you know, I'm just saying <laughs> it's a little bit weird. Anyway, uh, well, there you have it, uh, Stephen. It's always Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, it's always uh, good to have you on. And tomorrow night, I get to be yeah. on the Major Spoilers podcast. Uh, do you want to do any kind of preview? Yeah, for what's this going week on? we're going to talk uh, Kaiju Max. So, what happens when uh, the giant uh, kaiju all get rounded up and thrown onto a prison island? It's an interesting. It's an interesting book. So we're going to be talking about that. I want to get uh, Scott's take on on that. Uh, think Oz meets uh, Godzilla, King of All Monsters. Oh my gosh, I mean, Oz have- like the prison show, Oz. Yes, yes. Oh I'm, wow. I'm, yes. <laughs> sign me up to whatever weirdness this is. Yeah, I'm go, in. go grab that review copy now, Scott. And, okay. Uh, start reading. <laughs> awesome. It goes places. Yeah, it I'm gonna. It, this is my outdoor. We were, we're having amazing temperatures right now. It's like 70 max today with like beautiful skies, and I'm gonna sit under those skies and read this comic on my iPad, and I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, excellent news. That's tomorrow, and of course, all week, all the time. Check out majorspoilers.com for the latest and greatest. Stephen, it's great having you on, man. And we'll talk to you soon. Stay hydrated. Bye now. <laughs> You always got to let him have a say with the, with the hydration, you know? You can't let that go. Right. No. I, let me stay hydrated right now. Yeah, do it. With my with my uh, 
Avengers water bottle. Oh, very nice. Is it a good build? Do you feel like that's going to last? I always worry with these things. That no. They're not, um, no? <laughs> no. I mean, it's a... I'll just say it right now. This is not one that I feel like I could put in a suitcase or put in a bag with water in it because it's uh, it'll definitely drip. Mm. But uh, sitting on my desk, lighting up. It uh, looks cool. Yeah. Got no complaints about that. Yeah, it's I think the thing that, that I... That looks rad. Yeah. I would yeah. put that on my desk and look at that and stare at it and drink out of it. Be fine. Absolutely. Without a doubt. No. Without a doubt. Quick email from a listener. This is from Scooby Dad. Oh. oh. Send and receive email. Here's my email. <laughs> he says, Dear Stetson and Bowler. Oh, these are hat references. Hats. Okay. I like that, especially because Brian is known to wear a Stetson. Or excuse me. I am, but uh, not, uh, not while I have headphones on, yeah. sadly. You ever wear a bowler? You ever have one of those? I don't have a bowler, but mm. I'd be tempted to throw it like uh odd job yeah so if i if i uh get a bowler then it better have a blade as the brim yeah better have uh, wesley snipes all around the front that's what i want all right <laughs> i really enjoy brian's lift stories he says having oh. done that for a summer before covid uh if i recall there was a setting on the app that if you get a ride like to the airport you can set up or sorry it can set you up with riders that are going uh that are going on I'm sure what that means. There shouldn't be a period there going on the direction oh, of home. On the direction of home. I hope that makes sense. Thanks for the distraction and fun. Stub the toe, Joe. Scooby Dad. So is that setting there? Can you Yeah, there is a setting. It's called destination mode. And basically it it reduces the number of potential rides you can get by only saying by saying you only give me rides that get me towards home. Uh, oh. North and west, or whatever, right? Gotcha. So frequently, if I'm if I'm driving, I'll end up in the very far southeast part of Denver. Almost happens almost every time. Like the longer I drive, it's like there's a, it's like that leg of the table of Colorado is shorter than the other three legs, uh, and everything kind of eventually rolls down to that corner. <laughs> that makes sense. You got a wobbly table. Uh, That's what happens. The wobbly You're, table. Yeah, but uh, it. Um, so when I'm ready to, to finish lifting, I just basically put on destination mode, mode towards home and start driving towards home. And I might get two or three rides along the way. I might not. It's a mm. crapshoot. Okay. So you never know. Let me ask you this because it came up Thursday. I think you probably heard it if you heard the show. Um, this this idea of loaner vehicles came up. Heard the first part. Yeah. Uh, Listen to the show until we had to go to the airport or uh, walk into the airport. Oh, gotcha. I did not hear about lo- uh, loaner vehicles, but they do rent. If you want to drive Lyft and you don't have a car or you don't want to use or can't use your own car, then they will rent you. I think Kia Nero's are the current model. Mm. Um, they will uh, rent you a Kia Nero and take your rental payment out of what you make so Got you kind of have to drive even more to make up for the car they're renting is it a percentage of each of each uh, day's uh, cut or whatever right or or it's a flat fee per month that once you once you've covered that flat fee then everything else you make that month is is your your okay. pay all right so it's a rental uh so so chap if yeah. you were all there thursday that is kind of what we landed on we were trying to figure out the kia thing in yeah uh or not kia um Sorry. Oh, uh, Seattle Prius. was full of uh, Priuses, Toyota yeah. Priuses. Yeah, yeah and, right. we th- and we think there's a, there's some thinking that that's just the that happens to be the car up there that is the right. du-, du jour for what you're renting. So in- interesting. Okay, well that's cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that. So if you're somebody who's never had a car, or don't have a car, but you really want to be a Lyft driver, they'll they have a plan. 
That's interesting. Yeah, but if you've never had a car, then uh, they probably won't do it because you probably don't know how to drive. Well, that's true. You'd need some sort of driver's license, I suppose. Need a little experience. Yeah. Uh, even if you have a driver's license, maybe you'd want to drive a little bit more uh, before you <laughs> make your first car a lift. I, I don't know how taxi. the guy, our Seattle guy, going back to the airport, I don't know how he had one. That dude did not know how to drive well. He really? Was horrible. Oh, God. Horrible. He was the yeah. one that was like, just like lurching up, yeah. going back, lurching up and cutting over without using his lights and all that stuff. He was not a not well-trained. Uh, that's it for the show, everybody. I would like to thank some patrons who just joined this show as a patron. Patreon.com slash TMS uh, brought in the following people in the last few days. Jo- Johan Sturk. Check that name out, Brian. Johan Sturk. Sturk. It's like a, another Iron Man villain. Yeah, <laughs> or, or what uh, Stan Lee would, uh, would deliver a package to, and mm-hmm. it's perfect. Or it's the non-union yeah. equivalent of Tony Stark. We got to use Johan right. Sturk. Johan Sturk, uh, Carver Tate, and Mindy Allen. Isn't Mindy Allen a famous name? I mean, they probably share it, but isn't there a famous Mindy uh, Allen? Or am I thinking of something else? Mindy, Mindy Allen. Mindy it Allen. It sounds like one, right? Yeah, like uh, a famous singer or like a. Actor, uh, oh, uh, yeah. this one's got Mindy, Mindy Allen. Allen. I'll watch that. Debbie Allen. What else? Other, yeah, Mindy Allen. Huh. It's bugging I can only me. Think of Mindy Cohn. <laughs> yeah, or Mindy, or no? Who's the Allen that sings her brother? L- Lily Allen. Lily Allen. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Mindy Lily. Lily Mindy. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's a good name, though. Like, it's a name that sounds like you've heard it before. So good for you, Mindy. Yeah, good job, Mindy. And we're glad to have you here as part of our Patreon. If you guys have not checked it out yet, go check it out. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go and do. Okay. I have a question about Mindy's. Do it. Is Mindy short for something? Oh. Because, you know, like, Bobby is Robert and and, uh, Jimmy is James and stuff like that. Is, you know, Kathy's or Catherine's usually. What is Mindy short for? Short. Let's find out. <laughs> Indiana. We named the dog, dog Mindiana. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Uh, English origin, short term of, of Melinda. There you go. Melinda. Okay. Yeah. So Mindy is short for Melinda. Did not know that. There we go. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Melinda. Variants are Minda, Mindy, Mindy spelled different ways, and Mindy spelled sure. the third way. Um, also, some people go by Lindy. For some reason. I don't know why, but it's not where you think. Wouldn't that be Linda? <laughs> oh, and the name is way down so in I wonder popularity. If, uh, I wonder if you met Belinda Carlisle. I know it's a B, but could you call her Bindi? Or, or Belindi? <laughs> hey, I like Belindi. She'd go by. Belindi. Yeah. Belindi Carlisle. My name is Belindi. All right. Uh, there you go. Thank you for that, everybody. Frogpants.com slash TMS for all other things you might be in need of. That will do it for today's show. Uh, but in order to call it a show, we got to play a song on our way out. And I think yeah. Brian is prepared to do that. So, Brian, give it to us. Two of our favorite people are celebrating a wedding anniversary. Celebrated it yesterday. Sirs Joust and Tempest. Aw, that's Aww. a good, good choice there. September 11th was our 40th wedding anniversary. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it's been one heck of a ride. Lots of twists and turns in that time, but we've made it this far. Thank you, Robin. This is Jim Jensen and Robin. Mm. For sharing your life's journey with me, I wouldn't have it any other way. Brian, could you play one of the following covers? And he gave me three choices. And listen, this is a little slower soul song uh, cover, so it's a little bit different than what we normally play, but 
Uh, I, you know, Scott and I would both do anything for Jim and Robin Jensen. We so. love them. They're amazing. Absolutely. Good they told me to play four minutes of dead air. I'd play four minutes of dead air and call it, uh, what was that? Uh, what's the, uh, shoot. It's the, well, the title of the song is the amount of time. Uh, oh, I can't remember. is that real? I didn't know anyone did that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's there's a there's a, a class. Not, I mean, it's a piece of music called what three minutes fourteen seconds or something, and it's basically three minutes of yeah, Philip Glass, three minutes and fourteen seconds of silence. Nice, nice. I know I'm getting the time wrong because that's pie. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Jim wanted to hear either a cover of Bread's "Make It With You" or "Heat Waves Always and Forever" or Bobby Gosh's "A Little Bit More." We're going with the middle one. Heat Waves Always and Forever, covered by Stan Taylor and Raquel Rodriguez. I picked up this whole EP, which is called Sunday's Best, because they do a cover of um, Ooh Baby Baby by um, uh, Frankie or uh, no, Smokey Robinson, The Miracles. La 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 means I love you, natural high, be thankful for what you got. Some great soul stuff. So it's. Um, Really, really cool. Anyway, Stan Taylor and Raquel Rodriguez and their cover of Always and Forever. All right, that'll do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back tomorrow with another DMS.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Really hope so. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.